Hello, a podcast on Metroidvania games blows into your ears. This host, Thomas Blight, of The Inverted Castle, with friend Eric Fox. Man, the only poems I know involve men from Nantucket. Sorry, dude. That was my second choice for introducing <laughs> you. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but, uh... Now we're we're going a little classier this time with a, a game about about haikus. It's I mean it has haikus in it. The main character is named Haiku. I wouldn't say it's about haikus. I mean you have to look between the lines. But no, yeah, our game this week is Haiku the Robot. You have to get all of the words, especially because it's five syllables. Developed by Mr. Morris Games. I believe this is a solo project for the most part, and also a Kickstarter endeavor. Cool. I did not notice when it was getting kickstarted. Me neither, but I certainly noticed the incredible length of the credits. <laughs> yes, and also the, the Kickstarter room that you can find. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that maybe clued me in that maybe this was kickstarted, you know. And a few of the character designs that seem like, oh, this was a reward. But... Uh, that, that's just from from years of playing indie metroidvanias and stuff you kind of get a feeling for uh when <laughs> when something was gifted to a, a fan i mean they have their names credited underneath the character name yeah it's pretty obvious <laughs> <laughs> Shh, they don't know that yet i don't know why we're dwelling on this kickstarterness yeah it's a pretty normal thing it's a very normal thing and it's a pretty pretty good game yeah I yeah, say. I I certainly motored through it. I think you did too. Two sessions, uh, seven to eight hours total for the hundred percent. It's uh oh, jeez, you did that in two sessions? Yeah. Okay. Was that uh, was I not supposed to? Uh, I mean, I don't know your life. Yeah. <laughs> in damn straight, you you're gonna it's gonna stay that way, young man. <laughs> But no, it's a very briskly paced game. I think it serves well for uh, the scope of what it's doing. Do you want to kind of take away with, or yeah, go ahead with what the setup is for this particular? Yeah, I mean, the setup is somewhat nebulous, as many of these like atmospheric narrative games are. You come out of some kind of stasis chamber. Add one to the TV tropes page of you begin by waking up. Yeah, a sort of important thing. Black entity expels from the stasis chamber, mm -hmm. and then you you wake up. You are a small robot with a sword, and evidently all of the other robots have been infected with some kind of virus. Or not all, but many of them. Yep. And just attack other robots randomly now they've got, they're going hollow yeah yeah over the course of the game you can sort of piece together some details about what's happened in this world evidently humans did a bad and caused a calamity uh, that wiped them out it's it's like i love speculative science fiction it's just so wild and uh, impractical <laughs> and now robots have built their society underground and essentially have replaced humans. And then the robots started all 
going haywire because of this virus. And that's bad. Yeah, we don't like that. As as robot, as robot the haiku, we're we're actually against that, and so we take up our sword and are gonna solve it at the behest of a couple of the uh, current denizens of this again post apocalyptic kind of style of place. So it's a lot of uh, ruins and factories and factory ruins, hmm. mostly just by cutting things randomly. We're we're I don't know. Nobody ever solves problems in games by, like, repairing things. It's, oh, it turns out that hitting people with a sword long enough will fix all of all of our problems. Yeah, and the first item you get in this is a wrench, but you only ever use it on yourself, and boy, howdy do you use it on yourself. As I might have mentioned... <laughs> this, is, this is a metaphor for the selfishness of... of protagonists we have tools to repair but we don't use them on anything other than our own instead we'll just uh, jam it inside our gully works and crank off in front of god and everyone yeah and i guess uh, i don't know what else we want to talk about the plot of this we could also get to it later yeah. uh, but that cranking to heal is somewhat interesting in that it costs money to heal not very much no in fact i would say it is so little as to basically being it being consequential except it is sort of consequential in that you lose half of your money on death unlike say a traditional souls game you cannot go and corpse run to pick it back up yeah it's gone forever and so like if you fail on a boss enough you will run out of money to heal you also can deposit your money mm-hmm. in a bank uh which is a bird it's just kind of arbitrary i guess like i don't know why a bird is taking in your money is just a bunch of scrap parts and it just yeah here you go yeah that's true no kind of yeah it's it's weird i don't know if there's like a joke here that i'm just not getting but uh, i i don't know but yeah i i guess frequently fell into this trap of being like oh i've got so much money i need to deposit it oh now i'm in a boss fight and i have zero spare parts to deal with i gotcha yeah which you can also attack the the bird's roost to get spare parts, although I think that will break it eventually. I did not push my luck on that because I didn't want to break them. Me neither. But both uh, in terms for uh, you know, I was I was worried that oh this might have lasting complications, but also personally I didn't have money problems in that way. Uh, like you can like definitely if you're getting stuck on a boss not being able to heal is difficult but like because this game is a lot like Hollow Knight in a lot of ways but in particular because healing like takes a minute to like crank up you don't really have that many opportunities to heal in a boss fight regardless yeah although it does have partial healing which makes it somewhat easier because you can heal and then move out of the way of an attack and then heal ah uh-huh. Right. Um, you can get the, the pip halfway up. Yeah, and then just come back for it later, assuming you don't get hit again, and then it, I assume it goes away? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, yeah, we're, we're talking about, like, like to heal a pip, like, you have max of 4 HP at the beginning, you can get some more standard heart containers. It costs 9 scrap to heal a pip, and you're getting more than that from basically any given enemy, except for some of, like, the really, really, like, fodder easy fodder enemies yeah 
And yeah, because like, you'll usually be running around with like hundreds of the stuff. Yeah, I I compulsively like banked it. And mm-hmm. then I realized long after I had passed the point of being able to buy everything yes. that I did not need to bank it anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's. I was about to say, I found that like there's no reason not to bank it unless you expect you're going to need it for like a boss encounter because uh, any given shop will just take it right from your, your bank store. It's fine. And if you're not constantly dying and losing troves of the stuff you're going to be able to afford everything in this game like halfway through yeah which it's an interesting system right like so the banking sounds like it's targeted at people who really don't like the idea of losing their souls or money or whatever uh, in a game right yeah and you can only do it at certain points it's not like every save point has an associated bird and i think there are a couple of places where there's a bird and no save yeah but the the like the thing where you can't heal if you run out of money feels like that's uh, kind of the opposite like making people afraid to bank a little bit i don't know maybe it's not that big of a deal like i'm sure that like that's the idea of like that's should be the cost of just banking all your stuff is okay now you can't heal it's just that there's only a very specific circumstance in which you can't reasonably just get enough money to heal almost instantly. Yeah, I mean, like, the couple times that I did actually hit zero and then immediately go to a boss, I was like, I don't really want to backtrack or fight these enemies every time I want to attempt the boss, right? That's yeah. kind of annoying. It's a complaint people have often of like souls likes of having to fight things on the way from the checkpoint yeah like yeah like i've always been of the opinion like you should just run it and if you can't then all of a sudden that checkpoint becomes a obscene amount of time even though it's not that much time it feels bad yeah Um, and i mean like for this it's like okay now i need to like take a couple swings at these enemies on the way so that i'll have money to heal um, every boss has a uh, like midpoint break where you get to you get an opportunity to heal. You can't, unlike in say Hollow Knight, you can't hurt them further, which was something Hollow Knight let you do. Yep, yeah. This during that time is they are completely invulnerable, and it's just like you may as well heal. Yeah, the only things you're going to be doing are healing and let your cooldowns um, cool down, <laughs> or not cooldowns. Uh, sort of you have a single heat gauge where when you use your uh, special abilities that aren't just swing your sword it cranks up your heat a little bit and if you overheat then you can't use any of them until it cools down yeah which is essentially a stamina meter right in in other games i weirdly didn't like it as much as just having a stamina meter but i don't understand why this bothered me more than a traditional stamina meter. I won't say that I had the same problem, but I can kind of see how it's not as clear when you're running out for this like little gauge in the very, very top left corner to like swing counterclockwise to red and then like to like instinctually know when you're like running out of stuff. 
Um, yeah, and unlike a stamina meter, it punishes you a lot for hitting zero mm-hmm. in that it will slowly turn down and you're, you'll be overheated and can't use any of your other abilities. You can still jump and attack and do like wall jumps and stuff. But that's it. You cannot dash or blink or explode or what other things can you do? Is that it? Grapple. Grapple, right. The thing I never found until I was already basically beating beat the game. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess that is a pretty good segue into the the things you can do in this game. Yeah. Uh, you've talked about that. One of the other things that doesn't require the use of, of cooldown energy is turning into a ball. Oh, yes. You do get the morph- morphing ball. Yeah. Take that, Hollow Knight. Yeah, you, you get Morph Ball in this game, it's just on a button. There, there's also a nice utility perk that just turns you into it whenever you're on the ground. And there's another one that turns you into a saw blade while you're in it. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. so there's the, the ball, there's... Again, tight, tight, tight spaces. Yeah, lets you into tight spaces. There's bombing at your location, which opens up some paths. It also lets you Morph Ball... A bomb. Funny story about this. I had not found the double jump yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me neither. Found a bunch of places that were like up, and I was like, "Hey, there's a morph ball bomb. It lets me morph ball in the air. Can I? Yeah, I can do this. I can quickly morph ball, then bomb, then." Get up on top of things. Yeah, it uses an absurd amount of heat, so you can't, like, do it a lot. But there are, like, the, a bunch of the places that are supposedly double jump locked, you can kind of get early by doing this. Yeah, I just thought it was funny because I I did a whole bunch of these before I even realized there was a double jump in the game. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting double jump. It's a little clunky. And then I got the double jump and I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm just sequence breaking. Uh-huh. Yeah. L- look at you. Yeah. <laughs> The little boys are growing up. <laughs> yeah, and then there's the grapple, which brings you like very fast across a screen. Uh, you interestingly, on, as opposed to something like Crystal Dash in Hollow Knight or like Shine Spark, you can get out of it at any point. Yes, and it's also instant. Like you just hit the button, and then you're like zooping laterally, like just completely horizontally across the screen until you hit a wall or an enemy or the end of the screen. Yeah, although I got it after the double jump. I, I wasn't really clear if the, the ability to jump out of it was part of the double jump, and it wouldn't surprise me if it were. Yeah, I also, like, listen, I was on my way to fight the first final boss, uh, <laughs> and I didn't even have this thing. Yeah. Like it is. It, oh, there's also. Or do you want to say more about the first final boss? Oh, I was about. To, I was just going to introduce the 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 lateral teleport. Yes, that is the next thing. Um, so there is a basic dash or a basic slide move, which gives you some iframes. It uses heat. Yeah, and early on, you don't get many before you uh, gotta gotta hold off a little bit. Yeah. It gets replaced later on with a lateral teleport. Um, that teleport can also be used in the air where the dash couldn't. Yes. Which makes it way better. I love air dashes. Yep. Air dashes is good. It's also how I got around a couple of the supposedly like, oh, you can use the uh, the grapple hook for this. And like, nah, I'll just have enough heat and just keep blinking and jumping out of that and blinking again. That's how I got through all of the bunker. 
Yeah. Yeah, it, it let you spam it a, a lot. Like, you, you can just... Like, you'll fall a little bit. Yeah. Um, but you can air dash as much as you have heat to afford. So that also... I, I guess there are some places that maybe I was supposed to solve with the grapple hook. Uh, yeah. But instead solved with just mashing on the, the dashes. Yeah, if you mash fast enough, you can get some of them that are definitely grapple hook specific because they got like the death zone like in a very tight corridor i definitely broke one of those things in the hot zone i think the hot factory just oh all right okay so <laughs> there's the hot zone there's the factory zone and then there's also the hot factory <laughs> the, the incinerator the factory and the lava factory part i don't actually remember that one's name properly but yes me neither yeah, there's one there where there's like just lava just below you, and if you're not like mashing like tass only, I'm I'm just saying I'm I'm that good. Uh, yeah, it it was like one of those things that was just weirdly hard enough that I'm like I know there's another ability, but eh, I can get this now. Yeah. Oh, I know. I remember that one. I did have the grapple hook for it, uh, and the grapple hook actually moves you a little too fast mm. for the the falling lava. No, not the falling lava part. It's the part underneath it. Oh. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, you yeah, go is... you go through falling lava where you're supposed to like teleport between the the like goops dropping from the ceiling. Yeah. And you jump and you try and wait for your t- opportunity. And then to get back, it's just like, okay, you you got the challenge. Now um zoop. Yeah, I also didn't teleport in between them. I grappled, jumped, grappled, jumped, grappled, jumped uh, oh. as I caught up to the lava. Yeah, that it makes sense. Um I just had all the t- I didn't have that tool. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, yeah, the the blink is very good because it'll like we'll actually teleport across like between walls, like just right through them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you use the bomb offensively much? Never. I tried it out like once or twice and managed to hit maximum heat, and I was like, eh. I don't know. I think my my sorting is working well enough that I'm not going to learn how to do this properly. Yeah, it's a thing that you can just kind of like flit in for free as long as you're just hitting both buttons but the fact that it the bombs in particular probably use the most amount of heat uh, kind of dissuaded me from ever using them just in case i want to you know get out of dodge and dodge yeah i'm sure there's like speed running strategy that involves like threading the needle as close as you can to overheating using the bombs or something like that uh, possibly not in any percent. I did take a look at that, and that's mostly just efficient sorting with the the crit charm on it. And I think I think it maybe a bit, maybe a bit, but it's not it's not an important part of it. Yeah. Speaking of charms, we should talk about this. Yeah. So Somewhat similar to Hollow Knight. We I don't know. It's hard to escape comparing this game to Hollow Knight. But yeah. I don't it, love doing it all the time. It's very. It's. Like, the inspirations are clear, because, like, you, you mentioned how, like, okay, yeah, there are bo- there are times when the boss screams, and you can now start uh, a healing or whatever in d- between phases. If you swing downward, you do pogo off of enemies. You are a little guy exploring a vast, uh, once great civilization of people who look like you. You have a method of self-healing by spending an additional resource. You have metals, or in this case, chips, which are just buffs that you have an unlimited amount of, but you can expand your slots. Yeah, this one has three differentiated types of slots. So you have your your offensive abilities, your utility abilities, and your defensive abilities. Yeah. 
more or less yeah those are the categories yeah i mean they they kind of blur them a little retaining your spare parts is in the blue defensive category mm-hmm. i mean i never touched those no of course because why would you ever lose your parts you just don't die it's easy the offensive ones basically break down into improve your sword improve your bomb or shoot electricity yeah you can have different things where like either there's a rotating like bullet shield of electricity around you recharges every so often or you leave behind little uh, electric mines or you get just a, a ten, every 10 hits or so you do double damage for a critical hit yeah uh, there's also the make your dash hurt things yeah and then the utility ones are mostly you're like magnet up money or get more money, or or move faster when ball. Yeah. Move faster when ball was a mainstay, and also the get more money until I realized I'd had too much money. Yeah, I, I think I ended the game with like 4,000 in the bank. Oh. I was like, oh, Easy. I way overestimated the amount of money I needed in this game. Yeah, there's nothing, there's no huge thing to buy either. The most expensive thing is probably like 500 or so. Yeah, I, I think there's a heart piece that's 650 or something like that but sure yeah it's not 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 hugely expensive i i mean like maybe that's balanced for people who are losing a lot of their money and they're not banking aggressively that that's the thing is like you, you have to understand that we're god's gift to gamers uh tm 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 and oh yes of course we're so the, me the guy who can't it. figure out how to grapple hook in environmental station <laughs> alpha clearly god's gift i mean to gamers. i mean i was gonna I, the the example i was gonna give is you didn't learn how to honk your horn <laughs> look you okay. don't need it you don't need it technically but you should have it and i, I guess this okay. is just a system it's a system that's like okay well this is a fault fail safe if you're losing a lot of money but there's only two things you ever actually need to buy. And even then, if you're a speedrunner, only one of them, which is 200 bucks a pop, you can either get heat resistance, which lets you enter the hot zones, or water resistance, which lets you move through uh, non-electrified water. So, yeah, I was wondering about that. It seemed to me like you could probably bypass both of those, but it requires you to do some legwork. Uh, I believe the water will. There are a ca- couple of places where there's like a waterfall, and I don't think it can move through that unless you have the sealant. But can you dash through them using? I the, wonder um, the teleport because that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, I wonder if I had gotten that one piece that decreases my overheat, the or the one chip that decreases your overheat and lets you use the abilities in the, the hot areas. Oh yeah, in hot areas normally you cannot use any of your uh, heat gauge abilities because it's hot. You're always overheating, but yeah. you can get a chip that pops that back down and you can use it normally. So I obviously I did this the opposite way and I haven't gone back and like played through and checked it. But I was kind of wondering if if I had gotten that, would I actually need the treatment for the heat? And you, then you do start losing health, I believe. So if you're quick enough, maybe. But I think there are enough long stretches that that's just going to be one hell of a hell run. Oh, I'm just assuming that if you have that, it counts as not burning. I I assume that you can just use your abilities, which will help you move through faster. But I like I would assume that the chip was is not going to just uh, make you also immune to fire. But yeah, and then the other thing is. If I if you have the teleport, which I 
got the teleport before I actually went anywhere in the water area, but I already had the, the skill yeah, in. Yeah, the very first thing I got after Walkling is teleport. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, you can, you can get it very early if you uh, go in that direction, just on a whim, but... Yeah, I yeah. assume you can get uh, You need the ball to get it, don't you? Yeah, you're probably right. I probably had the ball. I just don't I just don't consider the morph ball a significant upgrade anymore because it's something you... Uh... That's fair. Because you need the ball to get to the bug that lets you light the sunken right. place. Yeah, and it's down in the sunken area. Oh yeah, another not to Hollow Knight is that there is a dark area where there are burrowing enemies that you have to follow behind. It was a little funny because I was like, wait, not only is this Deep Nest, it's in the same place on the map yep. as Deep Nest. Like, you couldn't have, like, put it on the right-hand side, Yeah, at least. I don't know. That's totally this this isn't to say, it, like, this is a bad thing. It's just very funny to see how obviously the inspiration is. Uh, and if you've already played Hollow Knight, well, I mean, th hey, this one's a, <laughs> a, a, a decent sequel. <laughs> yeah, that's not to say this is like plagiarism or no, something. No, no, Many no. people can have a fire zone or a dark zone. Yeah. Also, the ability to pogo off of enemies by swinging your sword down should be standard in all games. I actually never noticed that you could do that. What? That was key to my strategy of avoiding many bosses. Oh, I just dodged? I don't know. Hell, one of the bosses has a very specific anti-that measure, where if you're pogoing off him, he'll jump at you instead of doing his usual saw blade attack. No. Yeah. Okay, I... The I first know, I thing just, I just did when did I realized it. you could swing in direct different directions is, okay, can I bounce? And sure enough. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I think I was talking about trying to teleport past the, yeah, the water. waterfalls. I feel like it might be possible, but uh, I don't know. It would be cool if it was, right? Like, the idea of multiple ways you could get past those. And honestly, I don't really love the pay $200 to get fireproofing or waterproofing. Yeah, it, 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 it was a little arbitrary. And they're both in the exact same place. You can get both real easy. Just once you once you find the place, it's just like, okay, you, here, here are the keys to the zone. Uh, th thank you for playing. Yeah, I I would have preferred if those were actually more like the the varia suit or the gravity suit type thing of like that is a reward in of itself. Yeah, just put it put it somewhere like it doesn't even need to be a boss boss locked. It just f generally feels better to uh, have found it of your own volition rather than pay a guy, even though ostensibly you had to find the guy of your own volition. It just it, it's one of those feeling things rather than uh, just you know what mechanically it is context is important yeah but yeah i, I don't know i metroidvania is where you can buy important upgrades uh, it's fine <laughs> yeah th theoretically you can just grind out enough money and then go to the re the end of the game yeah it'd be weird but you know. <laughs> but yeah like the, the thing is like i assume you can get through the water zone just fine without it just just from what I'm thinking, like, yeah, uh, between teleporting and the grappling hook, if you have both of those, I don't recall any places, because there's no underwater section. It's generally just, there. there's just a blanket of water on the floor, and that's the worst it'll throw at you for those sections. Yeah, I was a little surprised that basically what's going on, you're not going under the... Under the sea. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, wa no water zone, really. Just a, a wet zone. It's damp. <laughs> The moist dimension. But, like, what was interesting is that the 
I could not really tell what the intended critical path was. Like, it seemed like what whatever sequence they're going for is kind of just a shrug and eh, go, go wherever you want. I mean, it seems like it's somewhat open, right? Especially yeah. with the, the, the abilities that can sub for each other. Exactly, right? yeah. So it's like, okay, so getting the bomb lets you go some places that you might have otherwise needed the, the double jump. Right, and if you got the grappling hook, then you can get past a few, few places where you can't teleport, although I'm not sure if teleport locks uh, the thing. Like, I don't know for sure if this is the like actual case. It just felt like I always had like just a bunch of different places I could explore if I wanted to backtrack all that way, instead of just following the path that I kind of just arbitrary, arbitrarily chose at the beginning. Yeah, it seemed like it was pretty open. Uh, yeah, I think I took... It sounds like we actually took this pretty similar arbitrary paths. It it seems like we were being guided, even though there there's no, like, map marker of, oh, here are, the, like, the, the main, like, important places, and just kind of head in that vague direction. You're kind of just left to, uh, okay, um, there are doors in places you haven't been yet. Shrug. Yeah. I mean, like, so you get the, the light and the... You, you can buy the two treatments to make you waterproof and fireproof yep. at the, basically the same location, Yeah. right? That opens up three zones. Uh, Pretty much uh, immediately, and you can also, like, you're already going to, like, a fourth zone if you want to go get the uh, morph ball or the, the train unlocked, which is fast travel. You need the morph ball to get to those three, I thought. So you, okay. you've, yeah, I, yeah. I presume you've already done Pinion's Expanse, I think. That, that, like, that, there is a mandatory path early on. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I think going to Pinions, I'm forgetting which one of Pinions in the factory actually gives you the morph ball. <laughs> they're, they're, they're very closely related. Also, Pinions Expanse is kind of small in comparison. Yeah. And then once you have the morph ball, you get those three. The game pretty much opens up. You can go wherever. It sounds like we both... We're like, hey, we got the light. Let's go to the dark zone. Yep. Uh, notable. Get the teleport. You cannot go to the dark zone without the light. There is an elevator that goes down, and the lever literally does not exist until you have the light source. Yeah, there's no wandering through deep nests. Yeah. They, with the lights off because you've memorized how this works. Yeah, it's one of those arbitrary uh, roadblocks where, like, if you real if you're really cracker jack at this game, you might want to do it blind. But I think it's like, usually we're not like super hot on uh, this kind of thing. But it seems like a necessary evil of don't let players just fall into deep nest. Yeah, I I think it's acceptable in, in the case of like, do you really want someone who like it's? I guess the the trick is making it hard enough to do by accident. Yeah, I think so. It's like okay, so I have studied this game. I am going to go in there without being able to see anything and get through the zone. That's interesting. Yeah. Hi. I I am guy who's this is the their first game. Hi guy who this is their first game. And I managed to press down at the right spot or whatever and now I'm in total darkness and I can't find the way back out of total darkness. Yep. That blows, yep. right? Like may maybe if like you yeah, it's cuz it, once you hit like a save point then that's where you're going to respawn to. Uh, and of course you yeah. want to hit a save po point because they're like they're bastions of safety and healing up and like they're good except now you're stuck 
and blind. I will say that the I like the fact that the lever literally doesn't exist and it's a fairly small room. You can theoretically be like, oh, there, there's nothing here, and just kind of you know, it doesn't stick in your mind as being important. Like it's a dark room. Like that'll be like, oh yeah, I got the light source for it now, but there's nothing in that room, so maybe I'll go somewhere else. But yeah, I guess it's it's a very very minor concern that probably doesn't even bear mentioning. Yeah, so like, I kind of ping-ponged around after getting the teleport. Uh, I went up and did part of the last bunker. I did Ooh, wow. part of the rest of the factory. I did... I did last bunker last. Yeah, I mean, you can't get very far through the last yeah, bunker. Okay. Uh, maybe I could have if I knew to just try dashing across the chasm. But I did not. I finally, I, I think I hit the lava area and I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to finish that. Or not going to do that right now. Finally went into the water area, got the double jump and was like, oh, I've spent so much time doing the bomb jump. I bomb jumped up to the first tree. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, I no. why did I do this? Because you'd have to um, wait for your cooldowns like. Yeah, fairly frequently because that's a that's a bit of a climb. Yeah, um, yep. <laughs> and then finally got the grappling hook and then did the the uh, the last bunker and the the lava area. Okay. Uh, like yeah. What was what was your time? Because I know you kind of balked at me finishing this in two sessions. I mean, it wasn't that much longer. Oh. I it took me I think twenty hours. It's more that you just sat down and played for. Six or seven hours or eight at what? a time. No, no. I'm saying total. Four hours apiece. Oh. Yeah, I, I, fin- I 100% of this game in seven to eight hours. That's, that's that, what I meant. That is fast. Okay, I, was say- I thought <laughs> yeah, you sorry. were saying 16 hours, which seemed more reasonable when I put in 20 hours. Yeah, yeah, you just said 20 hours, and I'm now just kind of reeling at, wow, that's a lot of waiting for your heat to <laughs> die down, my dude. <laughs> I don't know. I was taking my time. I was exploring things. I tend to, whenever I figure out that I can get something from backtracking, I backtrack. Uh, yeah, I have a very different approach of, uh, I'm just going to keep going, and then I'll I'll sweep when I'm done with, like, whatever critical path. Like, I'll, like, I, I don't, I try not to backtrack until I have to, and I'll try and do it in this one big sweep of, okay, here's all the stuff I missed. Yeah, um, I... Which was... There were a couple of things that were hard to locate, but... Yeah. When I learned that I could bomb jump, I went and did what turned out to be a optional boss. Okay. Uh, or I think it has a heart piece behind it. Um, in the factory. Sure, 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 sure. And that one's a pain, because there's there's the, the lasers. It's the... the Cam- weird camera fly one big brother is watching oh you. yeah yeah yeah. gotcha uh, that one's annoying because to get to it there are lasers so you have to use the teleport dash out click quickly switch to a ball bomb get up there and just like just doing that i was not reliable enough to do that without like trying a couple times and so every time that would take all of my uh heat <laughs> i would just sit there being like 
gotta wait for the heat do 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 oh yeah. man i know exactly the room before and yeah no i can picture it in my mind and the fact that you didn't have double jump is just what like that that's one of the things where it's just like well clearly this is too hard i i'm not wasting my time yet but no i i didn't get to that po- point because when i discovered you can bomb double jump i was in the water zone and just kind of found like the exit point from where you're supposed to get the double jump first and then almost immediately found the double jump i did not have i guess i didn't fall into the trap of being (laughs) like oh i can go anywhere with this bomb double jump if i want to spend 20 hours (laughs) it's not that long you just need to pace yourself i don't know yeah (laughs) yeah apparently i was speedrunning this game and didn't know it yet uh i mean i still felt like it was a brisk 20 hours like i didn't feel like there was very much in the terms of dead weight but as we've also seen i'm pretty sure i'm just slower in general on all metroidvanias yeah no i'm 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 the uh i'm the i'm the one who naturally gravitates towards trying to just do it as efficiently as possible uh like i i'm i just double checked my uh steam achievements and said yeah uh you you did 100 percent of the game so i i don't think i missed anything yeah I, I played it on Switch, so no achievements for me. Ah, uh, a lot like a lot of the rewards are achie- achievements only, basically, for yeah, some of these things. That did make some of the NPC quest interactions feel a little empty. Yes, I. That's where I was going here because yeah, like there are a bunch of NPCs. A bunch of them are like backer designed or just they have names like Limerick and Rondell uh inverse because this game has a theme you see and uh, and i can't believe you've forgotten splunk i i'm sorry i forgot splunk he's the toaster who I kept yes splunk is the toaster <laughs> who is very like um uh what's his name in hollow knight um cor no i have a... maybe it is cornelius i don't know uh the guy who who gives you maps in hollow knight leaves papers around splunk leaves <laughs> toast in his path yes to let you know that he's around yeah you can yeah you'll see toast because toaster's toast toast thank you mario and like you'll find him in like five different places like in sequence but uh it's very possible like uh like i had to look it up uh to like just miss an encounter or just take a different path so you've already explored the area he was going to next but yeah you can keep finding him and he's just on his little merry adventure to find himself, I guess, find a home. And uh, the end of that quest is he's found a home and a, an achievement pops up. Yeah, I was kind of expecting there to be some kind of, like, in-game reward. So it's just like, uh-huh, that never really went anywhere. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate, because I think we've been spoiled by <laughs> getting these, like, sort of... Uh, extrinsic rewards for just doing stuff like doing anything in the game um uh like at least the uh the cassette uh robot lady uh she'll start playing some unique music when you do her quest but that's also mostly just a uh an achievement quest after you get all of the heart pieces the dude that forges the your your, uh little pips of health uh he'll just leave the train and then go visit his brother who is the person who is the poet of the game yeah where you can buy haikus and also this is 
a kind of dumb thing, which also goes into this expecting uh, rewards that are not intrinsic. Uh, I was like, oh, you can spend money on this? Mm -hmm. There must be something if I spend all the money on this. There is an achievement. (laughs) And yeah, uh, not in the Switch version. There's no achievements. Are you you saying his word smithery is not a, a reward in and of itself? I mean, I probably would have appreciated it more if I weren't uh, kind of skipping through them to <laughs> just get through through it, just like at the end. Shoving money down his throat, just like, no. <laughs> Give me more haikus. You've got something at the end of this, I swear. And he's got like 20 haikus. It's wild. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, it, it, it's a weird thing. Yeah. Felt, felt a little empty. Especially the equivalent of finding grubs or the all the jinjos or i don't know what you want to call it yeah it's the it's the optional like gold sculptulas every so often there's like a a mini like puzzle slash platforming challenge to to or like just to seek something out to grab a power cell there's these little like yellow and colorful things that are clearly important and when you grab them they leave behind a little like twinkle so you know okay there's a thing here and he got it which is nice, but it doesn't leave it on your map, which sucks. Trying to find the rest all of these and trying to find out which place I hadn't been yet was a pain. But getting them all. Oh, you didn't know. Hmm? Oh, no. What did I not know? There's a map token for it. Oh, I probably didn't find the the dude. So, uh, after <sighs> the end of the... After the second end of the game. Yeah. If you go back to... Uh, the location of the first end boss. The I've forgotten his name. The like wanderer with the walking stick character. Yeah, yeah. He he was kind of like he was also kind of he'd just pop up in every new zone and kind of like give you a little like oh look at this place uh and just give you a little spiel about it. But yeah, he's an yeah. old guy who's also exploring, and he'd yeah. give you uh, different map tokens for like oh here's a thing to help you know where save points are and here's one where the bird statues are yeah he gives you a map map token that just shows you where the remaining power cells are that would have been nice to know i did not look it up (laughs) yeah i i like i went to look up a a map because i was like i'm missing one and i just have no idea where it is it was in the dumbest spot it was in a place that does not require any platforming to get to i just accidentally didn't notice that i hadn't taken that path yeah for me it was a couple of places that required the grappling hook which i didn't get until i the the very very end of the game and couldn't remember every spot that was grappling hook only because you can always get around it a different way yeah so the power cells lead to the the power cell needing guy to make uh, I'm not actually sure what that was. A time machine? A it revived teleporter? Yeah, it, re- I don't... it revived their um, their significant other, I think, somehow. Yeah. Uh, that's what he needed it for. But every time you give it one to him, he'll, he'll crank out some uh, scrap for you, some money. That's fine. A couple of times he'll give you a, a heart, can- heart piece. Yeah. Like, they're not called heart pieces. We're just calling them that because... That that's the industry term, I think, at this point. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're too lazy to learn things. I think apparently. it's a, yeah. I, I, I honestly can't remember what it's called. Uh, yeah, 
a tank part i don't know energy tank yeah and so i assume that also gives you an achievement it felt a little empty on the switch yeah like it also felt empty to me because like that's like the game spanning big chivo hunt or not chivo but like big collectible hunt and for it to end in like not even like a chip upgrade or like a uh, another thing you can equip for some effect it's literally just thanks dude and it's gone. Uh, there's no no change to the ending. It's just you, you helped out an NPC from the good of your heart. Yeah, that's something I didn't actually think to check is if that changed the ending. Nah, not, not that I could see. cool if that had changed an ending. No, but the ending as, endings as they are are already kind of thin, I will say. I don't, I don't know that there's much they could add on to it. Yeah. Because, like, the thing is, you're, you're for the ending, you're you're trying to destroy this virus, right? And that's the first ending is you find the last of the supercomputers, essentially. There's four of them. You defeated the corrupted first three, and then you fight the, the biggest, baddest one. Yeah. But then there's like a twist where the first three actually turbo-corrupted that one on purpose? Yeah, that was... I don't know, that... That, that, that like cutscene was not as clear to me as i would have liked no i'm just like oh yeah here's our deep dark dark secret we maybe shot black energy at this one i don't know yeah and also i think like the virus is somehow related to like organic life and so that thing was like protecting the last like bits of like flora i i think or it was uh, regardless, you go down to the foresty area, and the three things you had previously f- fixed, you then fight all three at once. So it's like a triple tag team boss battle for the the final encounter. Yeah. Oh, I think... I Okay, this is things that I hadn't really quite put together, so maybe I'm wrong about this. Sure. Uh, I think the fourth one was... Like, the fourth one was responsible for the, the bottom section and bringing organic life back. If the notes in the research lab are from that fourth one, they were also trying to bring humanity back. Gotcha. And that may have been why they the robots were like, no, we think humanity is not something that should come back. Honestly, I'm with the three robots. Man, <laughs> true ending is the bad ending. God. Because I don't I mean, know if you've noticed. We're you not... killed them all, but... yeah. Yeah. And there's also sort of an implication in some of the places that this is all cyclical anyway, and so your preservation of the organic life is just going to lead to an organic uh, group evolving that is humanoid that will eventually make enough technology to doom themselves, then that will cause the rise of a robot society who will then recreate the organic life. Second verse, same as the first verse. Yada, yada, yada. yada so yada, yada. very much in the Dark Soulsian way, mm-hmm. you didn't really fix anything. No. Uh, man, I didn't realize I could do something other than Link the Fire. God. Yeah, there, yeah, there should have been a uh, see, see the three guys just kind of leave. <laughs> uh, that's an ending too, sure. But. but yeah, and one thing that I didn't really understand out of all this is what the heck was haiku's actual role or purpose yeah you kind of like insofar as anything's explained nothing is 
kind of made clear regarding your origin other than you're the dude with the sword so it may as well be you this verse guy keeps talking about how you're the other half of something but everything's so kind of vague cryptic or just intentionally unexplained um so i don't know you're you'll uh, fill in the gaps yourself uh, why why do you think haiku is so dang special i i don't know yeah he's a guardian he's He's a, he's a robot specifically made for humanity, humanity's robot. Yeah, I, I kept expecting there to be something that would hint at Haiku's purpose other than they have the sword, the MacGuffin sword of Virus Be Gone. Yeah, like honestly, maybe it's just the sword possessing the robot. Hmm. I, maybe. I don't I, know. Yeah, it's uh, like this is, yeah. Like a lot of these games, as it turns out, it's more about atmosphere rather than direct storytelling. And so you just kind of, you feel through the areas and what they mean. The, actually, speaking of story, the way it's presented in terms of text, this is just completely a, a, a UI kind of gripe that I had is that uh, the font seems weirdly out of place. Mm. Like it... it feels like i don't know not a game font so much as oh this is productivity software font <laughs> like this is just very clean and like kind of jarring like it's it's clean and high res but also just kind of a just plain white text on a blue background i that never really bothered me i wouldn't say it bothered me but it did kind of just like i every time th something would pop up to like explain what your new tool was it was like oh right uh, this is it, it felt non-diegetic enough that it really kind of clashed with what was otherwise a fairly, like, really clean and nice uh, pixel art aesthetic. Yeah, I, I can suppose, I, I can see having a problem with that. I guess there's the other side of things, which would be, like, Environmental Station Alpha, where <laughs> the, the text really fit the world, but was also kind of obnoxious to read at first. And that was before they started using ciphers at you. Yeah. Speaking of ciphers, actually, there's some robots who speak with garbled text. Oh, right. I didn't actually try breaking a cipher, like seeing if it was a cipher that you can break and understand what they're saying. I haven't seen anyone else on the internet do it either. Yeah. Um, uh, so maybe it is just gibberish. It, like the thing is, I kind of assumed it was just gibberish until the game kind of forced me to uh assume otherwise just because the the text and the things people npcs say never really factored into the gameplay all that much and i'd never found anything that would lead me to be able to decipher it myself yeah um, and it's just like uh, one zone so i think that was just that particular settlement was oh these people just don't speak common yeah i i don't know it was like that's the the inferno um zone or the incinerator uh i it feels kind of weird the incinerator like looking back i'm like there okay there wasn't a boss here oh right yeah but there was I a was cult <laughs> kind of expecting there to be something more happening here no i don't know no, I, they're, I, they're... for a while i thought i had missed part of the area and was like oh no that's actually just a pretty short area yeah where you get the bomb i believe um sure 
I yeah, I can't remember where all the things are, but I do remember there being an NPC who speaks gibberish at you and then jumps into the fire. That stuck in my mind. Yes. And and I kind of assumed that would go somewhere to a, a mini story, mini re- resolution thing, but it seems like I don't know, just the one particular thing of like we rewrote our nature and now we just worship the flames or something. That's yeah. that's it. Yeah. That's all that's all she wrote. Yeah, the, the the story is self-contained in that room entirely, but yeah, I don't know. It was, it was yeah, it was a neat little bit of flavor, but that's kind of all you can expect from a game of this scale. Like you, they only had eight hours if you're good to um, tell the story. So, <laughs> what can I say? Yeah. Uh, did you have any? Uh, just one last gripe, I guess. Again, like the game wasn't long enough for it to really grate on me, uh, but uh, I did find the combat was kind of losing its uh, luster by the end, just because for the most part, it's just your sword, and you don't really get any upgrades to its ability to kill, so enemies kind of always take just a little too long. Yeah, I felt that more with the regular enemies than the bosses, which we haven't talked about that much about the bosses. Yeah, um, uh, mostly because they're, um, I don't know, like, I wouldn't say they're generic. They're, like, each design is unique, even if the the aesthetically they all kind of follow a pattern of it is a piece of machinery, some sort of tool that you find in a factory that has a white screen with a skull man on it because it's corrupted. Yeah. But. And, like, I generally found them fun. Like, they yeah. they hit that good space of, oh, this is dodgeable if I just do better. Yeah. Like, right? I, like I, I was fine going in with zero, uh, like, um, scrap just because, uh, well, if I die, I don't lose anything. But otherwise, let's see if I can, you know, just do well enough at it. And, like, uh, Haiku's not the most maneuverable, like, quick maneuverable like say the hollow knight but you know enough uh, dash here or there and pogoing and just laying into him with your sword is while dodging it's great i don't know it's yeah it's a fun time it's not nothing like that blew me out of the water but 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 yeah i agree it doesn't really evolve that's the thing is that it is always just swing your sword as fast as possible at it and just it has a good big circular arc but that's about it and so a lot of the smaller enemies like just don't you just don't get rid of because they all take too long to kill yeah i kind of assumed that when you defeat one of the creators that your sword is actually powering up but then i was trying i was looking at like the number of times to that i hit to kill and i'm not sure that it was actually ever increasing not or, that I could sorry, see decreasing number of hits to kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, as far as I could tell, no increase at all. Like it's hard to say because I was also had the crit charm, and maybe I'm just not paying attention to when it was and was not uh, pinging because it has a unique sound effect when it does. But yeah, uh, occasionally you got other things on your mind. Regardless, yeah, every time you beat a major boss, uh, like there's a whole cutscene, and what your reward from that is one progression towards the end and two your sword gets a little uh, light pip in it and it apparently does nothing mechanically which yeah. is a shame yeah because I, I, I would have liked to have gone through like 
previous areas and just started like just laying waste not even stopping just swing bop you know that that's one of the joys of this uh this genre is going back to an old area and seeing how strong you are now and that kind of didn't happen yeah although you definitely feel that with the the like maneuverability going back to an old area and being like oh i can just zip line around now zip line speed ball you got a saw blade so you don't even have to worry about running into enemies yeah that's good it's just that i wish i was a master of combat but no you're just a dude who has uh three unique sword swings and that's about it yeah that's fair yeah but that's a that's really kind of the only problems i had other than it being kind of similar to other games which we've already discussed but i don't like that's just oh Cribbing some good design is probably better than doing something bad just because. And um, I thought that its unique limited color palette for each like zone and just for the game in general did give it a very unique style. Yeah. Yeah, I liked the art. I don't know, they, yeah. they used colors well. Yeah. Y- even if the, the zones themselves only like mildly differentiate themselves, uh, I do think like having specific colors delineate them even if they're fairly similar uh it it was it was nice it was a nice aesthetic uh i enjoyed my time with it yeah funnily enough i feel like haiku himself is one of the weaker designs in terms of like he kind of just looks like a circle with legs yeah he he is he 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 is the orb bot like i i forget i I can't even almost picture what he looks like except when he's cranking it so (laughs) Um, and, like, some of the designs, like, I liked how the electric ones were, like, almost techno-organic, right? Because you've got, like, the um, light bulbs that are also sort of a fly yeah. kind of thing. Uh, there's also the, the scissor butterflies. Oh, um, man. In, in, in the plant zone, because they're supposed to be, you know, pruning the plants, but now they're they're flying blades at you. Yeah, I like, I don't know, I thought the the, like using like industrial hardware as inspiration for the designs of these things was neat yeah they definitely took this concept to a bunch like a bunch of logical extremes which i appreciated like surface level they look kind of similar but i think they did a lot with very little which you know you kind of have to do with a one-person team yeah like it was honestly kind of impressive and also the fact that those electric enemies kind of change in their aggression once the electricity is turned back on in that zone no i did not notice yeah the uh, the light bulbs are like kind of like they're it's just a light bulb but i can't describe it as anything other than angrier <laughs> it's Fair. yeah they, they start sparking red and will fly at you a bit more or maybe that's just just my mind playing tricks on me since that's how that area is for most of the game because you do that pretty early regardless yeah, I, I don't know maybe i did forgot already what they were afterward <laughs> listen it, it was like 19 hours ago so yeah <laughs> regardless i think that will just about do it uh haiku pretty good but how good is it tom over to you uh i mean i liked it so the, the, the difficult <laughs> well, yeah. question is like did i like it enough to put it up with other hits i guess yeah like i I felt like it was very good at the 
experience, right? Oh. It's not particularly innovative, but this is a, a list of things that are fun to play. Yep. As the primary motivator, right? Yeah, and you you love Hollow Knight. It's your favorite game of all time, so obviously uh, its children will uh, rank pretty highly. It, it is definitely, like, Hollow Knight is at the top still. So, hmm, I don't know. I mean, this is probably <laughs> going to be controversial regardless of where I, I put it, I guess. Uh-huh. I had I just had a lot of fun with it. Why not? <laughs> I'm going to put it above Symphony of the Night in the new <laughs> number five slot. That's so wild. What the? What are you doing? <laughs> like, the, listen. Look, this is a list of I had fun with these games. Not yeah, this game yeah. was hugely influential to the like the genre. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. This would I'll... be very different uh, if it was about influentialness, and a lot of the ones that were at the bottom would probably be much higher. If yeah, it was yeah. About the influentialness list. So yeah, I'm gonna put it at my new number five. That's wild. How about okay. you? As long as, like, you didn't put it above Unsighted, in which case I would, like, fly <laughs> to fucking wherever you are and fist fight you for supremacy. <laughs> so this is, like, I can understand this, even if I don't necessarily agree. But yeah, number five, just under Unsighted, above Symphony. Yep. For me, I did enjoy it, but all of those things were, like, asterisks of, yeah, it's it's good for, you know, what it is and the fact that I've already played other games and it's better than replaying those i'm currently looking at astalon and i think astalon was a more interesting game for me Mm -hmm. which is at number 10 but i think it paces itself better than guacamelee which is at 11 so i'm gonna put it right between the two i mean i also agree that astalon is better than haiku we just have different positions (laughs) of astalon i guess very much so yes like again like a, a lot of these things are like yeah i like pretty much every game on this list it's just trying to figure out okay what's important to me yeah and what's important at the time and the fact that it's definitely better than xanadu <laughs> oh. but maybe someday we'll play something that we think is worse than xanadu i very much doubt it'll be next week because i'm bringing us a game that is pretty well regarded and also fairly recent uh, it depends on how much of a fan you are of the anime. Uh, this is Record of Lodos War, Deedlet and Wonder Labyrinth. I've never actually noticed anything of the anime, so I'm coming in completely <laughs> blind. Like, I've heard the name, mostly yeah. attached to other video games. Yeah, I think this might be a, a, a sprawling media project. Um, I, I confess I'm not very uh, well-versed on the anime either, or it's. I assume it's also a manga. But... Apparently this game is real good, and it looked pretty good, and it's by a studio that had some pedigree, I think, with the Toho Luna Knights game. But we're not playing that, because Toho is a quagmire that I don't want to get into quite. (laughs) That's later. For now, we're playing Deedlet and Wonder Labyrinth, and potentially researching what the hell a Lodos War is. Yes. Alright, yeah, wrapping us up. Sure. We have various social media so if you want to engage with that that's cool uh like us on facebook on twitter we're at inverted castle p you can send us an email at inverted castle podcast at gmail.com you want to help us out you could share us on your social media of choice or rate and review us on apple podcasts 
Oh right, yeah. I never tell people to review because I'm scared. <laughs> no, no. What will they say? If you if you give a five star review, I will read it on air, no matter what it says. Oh geez, oh that's a commitment that you're making. <laughs> no. And I do have a haiku to take us out. Oh well, well leave it to us. I've been Eric Fox. I'm Thomas Blight. And all things come to an end. Or damn it, they already <laughs> screwed up the meter. I, I'm, okay. I'm Adding words from the what I wrote. That's fine. All things come to end. Games, seasons, episodes two. Till we meet again. <laughs>